everybody. So we are so excited. We are here to talk about the final two episodes of Star Trek Discovery and to talk about the season as a whole now that it's finished. And uh, my friend Tom is here to talk about it with me. Hey, everybody. Yeah. So uh, let's just dive into the first of these episodes, War Without the War Within. And uh, so, yeah, this was an interesting episode. I We were just super busy last week, and uh, I, I, felt, I felt like they kind of, it was good to talk about them together in a way, because it felt like kind of one big episode to me the last two yeah yeah it like the like the uh pilot they kind of go together yeah yeah that's what i thought um so it starts out uh with uh with a lot of the emperor giorgio the uh, terran version of giorgio and you know she's treating saru as, as just terrible mm-hmm. and uh oh, so awful in that episode yeah yeah you just can't stand her yeah and uh but they are are trying to work with her in a way because uh now that they've now that they're in this nine month uh times time uh timeline uh they are trying to figure out how in the terran world they defeated the klingons and she knows and so that's why they're trying to kind of work with her but she's obviously incredibly volatile and so i don't know it's an interesting dynamic what did what do you think about this whole giorgio kind of dynamic they have going on in these two episodes um yeah actually you you say that she's kind of uh unreliable i actually she is perfectly reliable um she seems that way she seems volatile like uh oh she could you know go off the reservation any moment no she's on the reservation it's just that the rest of the team are in the dark yeah yeah um and and starfleet has completely lost its way um well she's i guess volatile in the sense of just being like volatile in the sense of like very angry and very like um just a a a heated character that seems like it's always about to 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 jump down in anyone's throat right yeah oh yeah okay fair enough yeah yeah and definitely very unsavory yeah like you yes i you can tell that uh uh michelle yo michelle yo excuse me yeah you can tell that michelle yo was really having a good time chewing the scenery um and being awful (laughs) yeah i think so too (laughs) she's having a lot of fun with it and and i think that uh i think it's doug jones i think is the actor place um through through he is just very good i mean with all that makeup that he has on the the special you know the uh for him to show so much the pain i think is pretty impressive yeah he's fantastic It would be so ghoulish to to you know have this mother f- mentor figure, you know, yeah, into this nightmare and monster creature, you know. It's just yeah, psychologically, yeah. it's. Um, so the there's uh, another plot line in this is so we get uh, 
Burnham, they try to convince Burnham to go and see Ash, who's had this surgery. And at first, she says, is this an order? And they say, no, it's not an order. But uh, so she refuses. She's not interested in seeing Ash at all uh, because he tried to kill her. But she knows that it's Vogue. But she, so she's struggling. And yeah. yeah, she still saw it was still his face, his voice, his hand on her throat. Yeah, and um, and so we also we get uh, Corn Cornwell and um, Sarek come on board, and we find out the Klingons have been brutal uh, in this. Uh, victory or conquest or whatever uh just killing uh, destroying uh, bases with like eighty thousand people on it just uh just being brutal and uh so uh, it's uh it's they're kind of they're just in this desperate situation and they are desperate to get this knowledge that giorgio has they developed this plan involving the the last they have one last spore drive and so they they want to use it to go to uh this planet to be able to create more of the spore drives and uh be able to to be able to uh, basically they need to refuel is essentially yeah, what they right and uh so yeah, so you have Cornwell meeting with Giorgio. Giorgio doesn't uh, want to tell her anything, but uh, she's kind of desperate. And in, in, and Cornwell says, I'm not even sure if we know how to get you back to your home. I'm not sure if we have the skills. Uh, but uh, but and she says, but even if we did, we have a war to fight. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an interesting situation. And, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of, like, little conversations in this episode. You know, it's, it's a really dialogue kind of based episode. Um, yeah. you, also, you also have a conversation between Ash and Stamets. Killed his, uh, his, his partner. And, uh, you know, he's saying, having a hard time sort of forgiving him for that. Uh, what did you think of Ash in this episode? No, he's, he's in a tough spot. I really did feel for the guy. Mm-hmm because uh he did those things and yet he kind of didn't it's he yeah he sort of exists in this guilty but not guilty kind of space yeah and it's it's kind of it, there is a similarity to the way that michael also kind of existed in that space at least well sort of she she did what she did a terrible thing for the right reasons um or what she felt were the right reasons yeah. Well, and he still has, I think he says that he still has folks' memories and he still has a little bit of him in him, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he knows what Vogue knows and yeah. Yeah. Or knew. So that that's, that's, it's not like, it's not like it's like a complete brain wipe after the surgery. Like he's aware of what he did. He's aware of, I don't know, just all sides of it. So that, that's gotta be devastating. Yeah. Uh, you know, it actually, Star Trek has done something similar before with a character where you kind of have two personalities in one body or, or the m- different memories in one body. There's a, a, a species called the Trill who are symbiotic. So they have a, um, 
a small worm-like creature that can sit fit inside them. Like they look basically like humans, but they've got spots on their heads uh-huh. or on their uh, on their on their heads that run down their body. And um, uh, they the 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 symbionts, the little worm things, live like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, whereas the humanoids have a you know a, a pretty humanoid average humanoid lifespan of about hundred years. So as one symbiont can pass from one to one, to one host to another. So there's a character on deep space nine who's one of these. And um, the captain calls her old man because he knew her when she was an old man. <laughs> he knew, he knew the symbiont when it was inhabiting oh. an host um, and was friends with that person. And yet and both personalities persist in the same person, but um, anyway. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's an interesting dynamic that you have with Ash. You know, it's, it's got these two sides. Uh, it's sort of a, almost a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing in a way, a little bit. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. But now he's just all—he's just all Jekyll, but he feels bad for what all the stuff that Hyde did. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, he, actually, I, could, I just saw—I just watched Incredible Hulk, so I've got this on my mind. But like, how I'm picturing him like walking down the corridors with that sad piano music playing. yeah yeah that's a good comparison too <laughs> the hulk yamit says to ash does it gut you does it sicken you and he's then he says good maybe you're still human after all that yeah. was a good moment yeah that was that was really well written because it has both it has both stamets's indignation at what happened in it like it carries that weight yeah so it's not it's just oh well so we know he's not just blowing it off but at the same time he's he's sort of acknowledging like like i know it wasn't you but it kind of was yeah and like if you if you and if you don't realize that then you're there's something screwy with you so uh, like yeah so it's very loaded it's a very loaded line well and i feel for him because like i one of my character flaws is i have a hard time like letting go of things and i have a hard time i I'm, I'm somebody that can hold a grudge i it's one of my things that i i always work on mm-hmm. and uh, so i i certainly something as horrible and painful as this and what burnham is going through too like it's just an emotion that i i i can definitely respond to i would definitely have a very hard time forgiving ash even though i know that it wasn't entirely it wasn't in i still it would i i would very much struggle like they are uh, yeah, and uh, I, I, I sympathize with it, but I, I also feel sadness because I know they're not being their best selves. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Um, and I, I, it's the same way I react to like, whenever I see people talking or act, saying things, vengeful things about someone who's committed a crime. Like, you're so sure that you're right about this, are you? You know, um, I, that's just oh, kind yeah. of my. That's kind of the way my character has been developing lately. Is that like. I have some sympathy for uh, the accused, uh-huh. um, whether they did it or not. Um, I, 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 I always, I try to, I try to carry with me the thought that, but for the grace of God, there go I. Like yeah. I'm no, I'm not better inherently than they are. I, I don't know that in their situation, I wouldn't have done exactly the same thing. So, yeah, yeah, that's 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 good. That's really good. It's just an easy. Uh, I mean that's why it's the it's the hardest uh, commandment of all, you know, to forgive all. That's the hardest that's right. one. Um, yeah. So, um, 
anyway, so yeah, the Klingons, they have just been brutal to the Federation, mm-hmm. killing like one base, 80,000 souls died. Cornwell uh, is start, she has a conversation with Laurel about this, trying to talk to her. And uh, she's, uh, she you know, she says how does this war end and laurel says it doesn't klingons have tasted your blood conquer us or we will never relent mm-hmm. so yeah i mean were klingons always like this brutal in star trek like or is this kind of a new wrinkle well they've always been very warlike um in the original series, we got hints that they were ruthless. We got hints that they were a warrior species, but mostly they just came off as kind of crafty and, and dirty dealing. Uh-huh. And um, but as the, as the, the movies came out, Next Gen came out, they, it, it became clear that, yeah, that they, that they valued bloodshed, like that, that, was a, that it was a core value of their culture. They're sort of a monoculture and, that, and, and they're all warriors kind of thing. Like, um, I, I hope that like someday we get a look at well actually that's happened in other series though we've seen that oh no some of them are defense attorneys <laughs> some of them actually have other things going on than just uh-huh. being a warrior but it's still sort of like at the core of who they are yeah this we kind of have all these different conversations going on in this episode because mm-hmm. you have also them trying to get this mycelial harvest and go going on and i liked in the um uh I liked in the Den of Geek uh, review that they did, it says here that uh, in what feels like a course correct for the show, the episode spends a fair amount of time and visual effects money reveling in the scene of scientific success. This isn't a victory in battle. It is the creation of new life. And after a season of torture, cannibalism, and murder, Boy, did I need this. That is a nice point. I like that. Yeah. What did you what do you think about that? Yeah, I I've been sort of puzzling actually over that. Well, like, what are they doing? Like, where are they going with this? I felt like it was a setup, maybe a setup for something that might pay off in season two a little bit more. Uh-huh. But I mean it's all to get to I was a little perplexed by it. It's all to get to this planet, the Quonos, right? Right, but I mean, they they could have hand done some hand waving or something with it. They didn't have to do this big effects montage, right? Yeah, uh, which was really stunning and pretty and impressive. Um, but it did puzzle me a little bit, and, it, and it, in terms of how it functions in the story. Um, and I, I read a der- sort of derisive review that was like, "Oh, well, this is they just they're doing Genesis, but it's uh, spores instead of a whole ecology." Um, you remember yeah. Genesis, the yeah, Genesis yeah, yeah. two and three, right? Right. Um, but anyway, interesting. Uh, and yeah, I can kind of see that, but, uh, but I, I was still like, well, yeah, but they do have a, like, it's not, I don't dismiss it in that way, but, um, I'm still kind of like, hmm, what's going on there? Yeah. And I like, that's a nice way to put it that it's, yeah. um, Star Trek discovery being a little more Star Trek and a little less Star Wars. Right. Exactly. There's some, just a, it's a scene of hope. It's a moment of peace uh, in all this, uh, in all this conflict. Uh, so yeah, I I really I liked it too, and I I just I agree. I thought that was a really nice nice uh, way to say it. So uh, then you have some moments between 
Sarek and Burnham uh, that, uh, you know, it's, it tells them they, they need to make brave choices. We are at war. Logic dictates that each hello may be the last. Do not regret loving someone, Michael. That's what Sarek says. Yeah. And uh, that was a, a nice moment between them. And, uh, and she, but she does say, I just said goodbye to my father and it felt different. What do you think she meant by that? I think she's afraid of losing everything. I think she's afraid of losing herself. I, well, I think she's afraid of having to martyr herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I think she has to hit that point. Like, like any hero's journey story there, the hero has to get to a point where he or she realizes that the, the quest will claim his life as Galadriel says in Lord of the Rings, right? That yeah. they have to be willing to die um, if not actually die. Right. And I would imagine something that felt like a, a goodbye would feel a little different, it would feel a little, um, even if it's not really an actuality, I think it, it was a chance for Sarek to be, to make, a, to say goodbye just in case, if that makes sense. Right. And leave, yeah. uh, leave some advice to his, to his daughter. And uh, so then we get another conversation between uh uh, we get a conversation between Burnham and Giorgio where Giorgio says this regret you have for what you couldn't do weakens you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's interesting. Basically uh, that the, the fact that Burnham couldn't kill Giorgio again, uh, that, you know, that that's sort of her, her fatal flaw or weakness in the eyes of Giorgio, which is, mm-hmm. is, is interesting. And in a weird way, it, like I, I like how in this episode though, or in the in this ser- series, everybody in the mirror universe is kind of right, but in a way that you don't want to accept. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, like it, it would be so easy to just make them snarling, you know, villains like they belong in the Cobra Kai dojo. Like, no mercy, yeah. you know. And it's so easy to just not like them in that way. But they keep saying things that kind of make sense. <laughs> yeah yeah that's true it's a good point uh they're kind of the the they're the darker versions of ourselves but they're not like but that doesn't mean there's some value in what they have to say yeah 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 that's right that's right um so okay so then we do get a final uh we get a meeting between burnham and ash he's she says who is tyler was there ever really an ash tyler i fell i that i fell in love with and he says uh, why are you the one to turn away from me? Because the person who killed your parents was Klingon and you fell in love with one. That was a pretty mm. intense moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think she's, she's, um, I, I'd like to see her down the line grapple with her prejudice a little more because yeah. that's obviously there. Yeah. It, it was, uh, it was a moment i don't even know if she had really realized or had like contemplated that that was part of her feelings you know dealing with her parents and you know what i mean like i i don't know if until he said that and there was she did the actress did such a good job just sort of showing that kind of shock and and it was really good i thought yeah it set her back on her heels for sure they were both really good in that scene i think a lot of good acting in this episode i thought yeah the whole series actually yeah 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 
so uh, you know and he says she says you know i've got to it's not easy letting go letting you go uh and then they're on their way to the konos city or planet and uh, so that's this episode and it was it was a good episode there's there was a lot of interesting conversations uh very dialogue based which was very good very interesting um so then we get to the finale will you take my hand and so this one is very interesting and i liked the quote uh, that uh, this is you will know fear because it speaks very fast and it speaks very loud i thought that was very good <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> and so yeah there's a lot between giorgio and uh, and uh there's a lot of giorgio in this episode uh mm -hmm. that you know she says are you with me or against me uh she talks to laurel at one point i can tell you require seasoning uh that she says which i thought was good and uh then and they have this fight between uh between giorgio and laurel that I thought was pretty intense. Pretty yeah, well, I wouldn't call it a fight as so much as a beating. Yeah. Was, that whole that whole first twenty minutes of that one made me sick to my stomach. Okay. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons. Um what way did it make you what 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 bothered you about it? Well, because it was just so merciless and awful. Like it and 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 I, I could not believe they were led, they were, they, they had put her in charge. I was really kind of, I was like, I was, I was almost to the point where that you had gotten a few episodes ago where I was like, I don't know if I like this. Yeah. Um, we're like, yeah, it was really, it was really sour. It did not sit well with me. Mm, it was pretty dark. It was pretty. But I was trying and, to hang in there and, and have faith that <laughs> it was going to a good place. Yeah. They accomplished, I, I couldn't believe how much they accomplished in this episode. Like I, I just felt like I can't believe in like 45 minutes they, they told so much story. It was pretty impressive, I thought. And because uh, they end up getting to the Konos uh, planet and there's gambling and drugs and all kinds of stuff. And yeah, this was cool. This was, as a fan, this was uh, what was cool for me about going to Kronos was that um, like we've seen Kronos before as an establishing shot of like the high council chamber. Uh -huh. but that's it like and okay we got it in, into darkness i guess a little um but like there were no people where they were like it wasn't they didn't it wasn't a populated area mm -hmm. yeah so it looks like it's it's an orion colony on the planet which I, th I thought was odd i guess that makes sense like if there's dealings with them or if they've conquered them you're gonna find orions it's kind of like you know every major american city having a chinatown or uh, that kind of thing but um yeah um, yeah, that yeah. Was it kind of reminded me a little bit of um the casino planet in last jedi a little bit except this was way grungier right this yeah. wasn't glass this was uh That's the other true. this was like the moss Eisley spaceport the wretched hive of scum and villainy right so yeah. that's true uh, but it's very, it affects Burnham very much. Uh, she has all these flashbacks of the Klingons killing her parents. And uh, and she, she's just really struggling with seeing the, you know, being on this planet with all these Klingons very much. Yeah, they're way out of their comfort zone and way out of their depth. 
Yeah. She tells Ash, she says, uh, just now all that laughter you know, brought back all these memories. And oh. Ash says, how could you not hate them? And me. And, and she says, it would be so much simpler if I could. So she's really struggling with her feelings with Ash. And just, it's, it's just an interesting, interesting dynamic. And again, the actress uh, is just so good uh, in these scenes. And you have Tilly uh, inhaling these vapors. And oh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. So that was a little bit of kind of comic relief, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sort of these things. And Giorgio has this like scene where she's getting this information uh and it's not uh, you know it's she's anyway yeah she, pretty sensual sensual kind of yeah <laughs> that, was a, that was a mature situation yes that's a good way to describe it mature situation <laughs> and uh so uh, in giorgio uh she's trying to find they're trying to find this information about this hydro bomb uh-huh. uh, with the, the, the Klingons used. And uh, they, they want to, they develop this plan to use the hydro bomb to destroy Konos and to destroy this planet. Oh yeah. Not just hit. They're not there to hit. It turns out they're not just there to hit military targets. They're there to commit genocide. Yeah. So, and, and so then it. Uh, it becomes this kind of battle between uh, the between Burnham and uh, uh, Cromwell and some of the others who have decided down that gone down this path. And uh, Cromwell says, "We do not have the luxury of principle. Believed our survival was more important than principles. I was wrong." Uh, that's what. Sorry, Burnham says, "I believed our survival was more important than principles. I was wrong." and uh so i don't know what do you think about that whole dynamic yeah no it's it's it, it's a very good it's a good message um of someone on um on the mission log uh cat uh, podcast uh the the mission log live where they talk about discovery uh -huh. um someone called in and made a very good point that uh uh if the, the way principles work is if you aren't willing to die for them, they're not principles, they're preferences. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking, I've been mulling that over and that's really good. Like it's a really good yeah. insight. And that's exactly what the message of the episode is. But also like it's, it's, uh, it's kind of similar it, in a way to me in Wonder Woman when that scene, when the, the generals are sitting there, you know, basically, debating about thousands of people dying and yeah. you know she's just like what you know like how can yeah. you do this how can you and it's kind of similar to me in that way because it's principles are easy to uh defend in a way when it is you who's having to make the sacrifice in a way as opposed to uh other people that can be Dispensable in a chilling kind of way right sense. yeah that we can sort of explain away a mass of people and forget that that's a mass of people get, yeah, yeah get callous to it yeah saru and others you know the we are starfleet that was a nice moment i thought yeah um i, I thought it was cool that that uh, cornwell was kind of uh, was like, do we, you know, sure you want to do this here? And and Michael's like, oh yeah, we are doing this here. Like yeah. absolutely. Like she she takes this leadership role. Yeah. 
um, that she's grown into. Um, and it's, it's sort of a, an interesting mirror of the, of the private conversation she has with Philippa Giorgio in uh, the Vul Vulcan Hello, um, oh, yeah. where it's a private conversation in the, way, in the ready room. And there also, Michael was being defiant towards her commanding officer. But she was wrong then, she's right now. And she's, it's not in private, it's in public. So there, uh, there, there were lots of wonderful little things like that where I thought this was a, this, they did some, in this finale, they did some wonderful things to mirror or to bookend the, the, the series or the episode yeah. or the, sorry, the, the season. Yeah. And so, yeah, her and Giorgio have, have these words together. Burnham says to Giorgio, finally, when she's leaving, says, be good, Philippa, or you'll come after me. Make sure I don't have to. Mm. so that was good and so we i i'm sure we're gonna see her in the next season which will be interesting i would think yeah more than likely yeah and uh and ash is also going with giorgio and he says says i'm no good for either side but maybe i can be good for both so that was nice. and he goes with laurel is who he goes with or laurel sorry sorry yeah, yeah. yes i wrote the time wrong uh i thought that that was a nice uh, kind of way for him to at least close out the season. It was a nice. Indeed, yeah. I'm really glad that they didn't just kill him. Um, yeah, because I, I like the character. Um, yeah. And yeah, he, he's, he's a guy who can absolutely see both sides. So, wow, what an interesting dude. Yeah. Now he's gone through this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think it's... Um, Oh, I forget. I forgot to write down who said this, but he said, your capacity to love literally saved my life. I think that was Ash who said that. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Ash line, yeah. Yeah, that was good. And, and uh, so then we get Laurel, after talking with Burnham and talking with all of this, she uh, takes over the leadership in the Klingons and basically ends the war. So that was really, really cool. Did you buy that? Did you like it? oh i'm a little iffy on it it felt a little a little quick and pat and easy um okay. uh, it felt a, it felt a little lazy in terms of the writing but like i'm not in such a way that i'm disgusted um uh-huh yeah i mean it's pretty impressive for how uh how things were just a couple episodes ago you know that how much story they have told and i mean it's 15 episodes boy they've told a lot of story it's pretty oh, amazing. yeah wow yeah, exactly usually i mean the all every other series has had like 20 odd episodes of at least um yeah. amazing amazing so i could see that uh i i was okay with that i bought it uh but um uh so then we we basically so the war's over we get our kind of we get a, a really nice sort of happy ending with uh, with Cornwell and, and all of the, uh, everybody acknowledging all of the crew at Starfleet and says that these were bleak times, times we cannot repeat or forget. And you have Burnham's record is now expunged, which is exciting for, uh, you know, the future. And uh, they said that, uh, that he's, the Surek tells her the Federation is grateful to you as I am uh, as I am my daughter that was a nice moment especially considering what had happened in the previous episode mm -hmm. yeah indeed. and 
let's see here. I, well, I, I liked that. I liked all through this series, but I'm, I'm thinking particularly of Cornwell and the, and the Starfleet leadership, and what their and their bad, their horrible decision making in these last two episodes. Yeah, I like that. Like they didn't take it so far that it was like um, Admiral Marcus and in, Into Darkness, where he's they're just growling villains. Yeah, well, uh, like they, you... they're 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 they're, t- they're afraid for their very lives and everything they hold dear. So. Yeah, they're making bad decisions, but it's it's for a pretty good reason. Well, and you have to also remember that Cornwall had literally had like the Cleons do just kill thousands of of Starfleet. So like, yeah, like just war is a different situation than like a a normal situation, you know. Oh well, yeah, it's it's one thing to to sort of talk theoreticals, and it's it's one yeah. thing for us to talk about these things in sure. our very comfortable settings, right? Free right. of adversity, but it, you know, and yeah, in those kind of straits, you don't know what you would do. And I, I love how this show is blurs the lines between hero and villain, and shows how very blurry and and hard to see that line can be. Yeah, 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 and uh, that that uh, that. It, I thought this episode did a really good job sort of bringing back that like hope that is such an important part of Star Trek and uh, that I felt like was missing in those mirror episode episodes. It's like, Oh no, they're going down this, uh, this joyless kind of hopeless sort of track, which I didn't want to see. And uh, so yeah, there's, there's hope even when people are, sort of i think the hope means more when people are considering doing these bad things i mean again i to think of wonder woman like her hope to me is more meaningful when she like it's one thing for everyone to be like her but when she comes up against people that are contemplating different things it, it means more you know with to me and so i don't know it's it's a it's an interesting beautiful thing and uh, i think the optimism of star trek is more beautiful if you understand its opposite if you understand the and i think maybe that's what they're trying to do is weigh it down a little bit um so that like you understand this is how bad it could get okay now let's go to season two and see how good it can get yeah agreed yeah it uh, i think that's very well said and so yeah we get this uh scene where stamets tilly and saru are all honored and they say that is who we are this is the best of the best and we end on a pretty epic note i think with a message from captain pike of the uss enterprise right and we see it which was pretty epic what did you think Oh yeah, I lost it. I was so excited. <laughs> I, like I, I, I was, I was like, I was, I was fangirling. Not even fanboying. I was fangirling. Um, I was, I was so excited. And they, and they, and they, and they were so teasy too. The way they N C C one seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was so good. It was yeah. good fun. Um, and um, I thought it was interesting because they, they definitely crossed over a, a, a very clear line because of what I've been wondering about is like and this is very you know trekky trekland kind of stuff uh wondering whether okay so are they are they saying forget about how things looked in the old show they really looked like this or are they saying no everything looks like it looked like it did in the old show but we have to get there 
Yeah. Because I've heard both. <laughs> and I, when this very, this showed them clearly on the line of, no, everything looked better than it looked in the old show. This is how it really looked. All right. So they're, they're kind of revising I see what you're the saying. original series. All right. Because the, the Enterprise has, it's still very clearly recognizable as the Enterprise. Like it's, and it, it looks closer to the original series ship than the ones in the new movies or um, other iterations that we've seen. But it still has been changed. It's been altered. So like the bridge is going to look different. Maybe the uniforms are going to look different. We're not sure on that yet. Um, and we don't know if we're even going to see any of that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it looked it looked really good to me and it was just like very fun and I don't know. And I just thought, now I'm going. Shut up! Take my money. I like <laughs> send me the model right now. Like, <laughs> I must have it. Yeah, I, I. It just made me so excited, and I. I felt like just so impressed with the the that they could end on this this way, and that they. I thought for sure they were end on some kind of cliffhanger, and you know that that we were gonna like be there was gonna be some kind of thing with Giorgio and Burnham or something like that you know but like just the fact they were able to sort of tie everything up and maybe it was a little too little too neat as far as the war but like I don't know I was just like so I felt so positive about it after I saw it I was just like oh this is great and I I let's start to talk about our feelings of this of this uh season as a whole real quick uh that I just I just think it is so impressive. I, I, I did have a, you know, that period where I was like, oh, I don't know, but I, you know, we, we worked through it and it, <laughs> and it was worth it. And yeah. I, I just think the writing has been so on point. I think the acting has been excellent. I think it is so well made. I, I it is, it is cinema worthy, cinema worthy for sure. And I I just I just think it's like I when I watch the old Star Trek, there's some really great episodes, but some pretty boring episodes. I'm mm -hmm. not gonna lie. And this I don't remember a single episode me feeling bored. Like, oh yeah, no, it moves. Yeah, and uh, I just I love the characters and and like I feel like any time that I was sort of concerned about something, like I remember at the beginning being like. Oh great! You know they gave up two uh, diverse uh, women uh, ca captains, and uh, and now we get a you know a white a white dude again. Like why did they do that? You know I'm being frustrated yeah. about that. But then it all comes around, and it was all great. And, and uh, so I I just well those first few episodes were so bamboozling. Like you yeah you're like oh this is who I should get used to. No, that okay, <laughs> they're dead now. What what's happening? Like it, yeah. yeah it, Completely turns all your expectations as to how a Star Trek show proceeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they it had emotion, it had heart. Uh, I it, they were bold and did things I did not think they were going to do. Like with the 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 doctor getting killed, that was so surprising to me. Yeah, uh, I I just I, I just love it. I think the show's great. I I I know that like purists complained about some of the timeline and some of the tone and some of the other things but as the first star trek show that i've ever like really watched you know uh, from 
from its initiation uh, i i just love it i think it's great i think it's a great show and uh, i'm really excited to see where uh it goes i mean i certainly i i i never thought i would say for me right now i like the direction that star trek is going better than the direction the star wars is going which is like shocking not that i hate star wars i'm i'm fine it's fine but i like this better i do wow interesting okay Yeah, well, they, in, in, it, it is interesting uh, because it, I, I read a great blog post that said in, in, in um, both both of, both Star Wars and Star Trek are breaking their own molds a little bit. They're yeah. breaking new ground, um, yeah. and uh, I think it's encouraging for both. But because um, you can't, you keep doing the same thing, you're going to lose your audience. Right, right. Uh, I mean, but, I just feel like anybody can relate to characters on this show. You know, sure. yeah. and not only does it include so many different. Uh, cultures and and uh sexualities and just all these different things uh but just the character personalities personalities yeah yeah. you can just really relate to what burnham is going through what ash is going through or uh i don't know i just i don't know so impressed like you've got the the, the cute chirpy kind of junior officer and tilly yeah um, got the um the you know biting Doctor House on the type on the on the ship in Stamets. You've got um, yeah, it's just a wonderful like chorus of personalities going. Yeah, on. like I mean, since you're such a seasoned Star Trek fan, like how do you feel about this first season compared to maybe other seasons, other series? Uh, what are your kind of takeaways? Um, yeah, no, I think it's it's going in some uh, cool directions. I I have some hopes that having uh, sort of uh had their had their having had, had its shakedown cruise i hope the discovery uh moves in a, a, a somewhat more familiar direction next season uh-huh. um and uh, partly what i mean by that is I, I i was annoyed by the mature situations and the 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 gravity of them and the number of them it just seemed a little gratuitous yeah it could be for sure i think it was a tad too r-rated i i'm and I, well part of it is as a father <laughs> Yeah. Um, as a dad, I'm I'm annoyed that um, I can't share it all with my son. Right. Um. So you know, I I got a model of the Shenzhou in the mail the other day, and he's nuts for it. Like he just he uh he he absolutely loves it, and he's excited for it. But I can't let him watch it all. I'm annoyed right. that this generation they're not quite getting uh, getting it all. Um. Yeah, it's true. I agree with you there. On the other hand, there's 72 hours of Star Trek TV to watch on Netflix at any time. <laughs> so, you know, it's not like they're, yeah. they, they don't get any, but eh, yeah. Yeah, that's valid for sure. That's very true. And yeah, there were times when it was still like, we've got it. We've got the point, And now you push beyond what was needed to kind of prove your point, I think, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I, like I felt like the 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 sexual situ- the way the sexuality was handled in the last episode was it was a little much and mm-hmm. um, they didn't have to do all that they did uh, right yeah with Giorgio especially that was not needed yeah, yeah uh, agreed I I do agree with you there and I mean I I kind of hope that they uh, make it a little bit more episodic in feel next season because I really enjoyed like the time warp episode that was still one of my favorites I think that was so much fun mm-hmm. and I hope that they don't feel the need to like continually always be 
developing the story like we can have like these little episodes that kind of stand alone a little bit more sometimes uh that uh yeah because i i I love those kind of episodes indeed yeah and I, i feel like we got a little bit of that so that was that was nice and um but uh we still got a very like it yeah i can't i've never seen star trek deliberately spend a season on a story and do it this well yeah they've tried it before but it didn't go so hot mm-hmm. um in, in enterprise this okay. uh, well part of it is too is the scale was raw was off um like we were the, the star trek tv was still becoming what it is now yeah so like it, they were still dealing with like a 23 24 episode season and they tried to stretch one story across that whole thing and it just didn't work mm-hmm. So are you, cur- are you curious for how they're going to involve the Enterprise, you know, in the next season? Is that exciting for you? Oh, or? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Captain Pike is fantastic. He's one of my favorite captains and um, yeah. they're all my favorite, favorite, but I, I, <laughs> I, I've always wanted to see more of him. Like I've, I've always, and maybe that's what it is. Uh, my particular fan, fanboyism with him is that uh-huh. we don't get much of him. We get yeah. an episode maybe, or, or, you know, three episodes, but and, and in two of those, he's a vegetable. So, um, yeah, I, I, I want to see more Pike. Yeah, so that'll be really cool. That'll be really fun. Oh, I, I can't recommend enough. If you if you want if you like to see Pike and the episode and the characters of Discovery together, read the novel um, Desperate Hours. Uh, it's um, a Discovery novel. Oh. Um, and I'm in the midst of reading it, and burnham and spock hang out you get the background on their story it's fun it's a good read so. is it like canon or I, I think it is yeah no it is it's not oh well, wouldn't it be cool if no it's this takes place before the series um mm. on the, the shenzhou is the primary group of characters we're following um and yeah it's good fun so cool all right well good well it's been a really fun thing to cover and we'll uh, have to talk about the uh the next season once uh once we get it and uh, i've really appreciated your insight you definitely helped me keep going on the show at, at, at a number of different points so i really appreciate it good to hear yeah <laughs> glad all these hours of watching tv have turned out to be good for something <laughs> yeah <laughs> And uh, hopefully you enjoyed uh, enjoyed the conversations too. I, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. No, you've helped me appreciate it more. I, I've, I've, I like how talking about it helps us discover more insights that we hadn't thought of just after watching it. So Yeah, uh, it really is great. So, well, thanks again. And uh, so where can people find you? On Twitter at Elmano Roboto or my poetry uh, inspired by Disneyland uh, at Happy Place Poems. Awesome. Yeah. And you can find me at Smiling LDS Girl on social media and at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and uh, at YouTube. And uh, over on my Hallmarkies podcast, we have been having just like an epic week. So uh, check that out. We got to do two interviews and we posted two additional podcasts this week. So it was four in one week, which is pretty insane. Uh, I'm totally exhausted, but it's been awesome. So, uh, so if you're interested in that kind of thing, check it out. I'm really proud of it. So, and I will be seeing Black Panther tomorrow and uh, I will have my review and I will be doing my uh, podcast with my friend Trevor, uh, from how to love comics next week. So lots of things to look forward to. And, uh, thanks again. I really appreciate it. And, uh, we'll, uh, Look forward to season two. Yeah. Thanks, Rachel.